Hey, everybody. Hi, guys. Well, from beautiful Salt Lake City, Utah. It's Thank God I'm Atheist. The podcast. I'm Frank. And I'm Dan. Coming up on today's episode, we've got bell ringers. Ding, ding, ding. The Salvation Army. Yeah. Yeah. Does the Salvation Army ring a bell? (laughs) What? It's a joke. I don't get it. Oh. Oh, dear. (laughs) It's going to be one of those shows, everyone. (laughs) I guess so. Good Lord. (laughs) Frank's feeling contrary. (laughs) So, normal then. (laughs) Uh Uh, Thanks, Dan. Anyway. All right. Well, well, what's going on? Should we should we get going? Yeah, launch in. Okay. Well, for the for the sake of um, starting with something and just jumping on into it, Mm. um, (laughs) did you hear about the about Venezuela? No. (laughs) I mean, I know that it's a country. the The headline says, "For the sake of happiness, Venezuela's uh, president moves up Christmas." Huh? <laughs> I love this story so much. Wait, what? Yeah. What'd he do? <laughs> well, he, um, this is what he says. He says, today, on this first day of November, we decided to declare the arrival of Christmas because we want happiness for all people. <laughs> uh... <laughs> You got to give us time to shop. I know, right? Yeah, he's totally like... Who is their president now? Maduro. Oh, that's right. Maduro. Nicolas Maduro. You say Venezuela, and all I can think of is Hugo Chavez, and yeah. he's gone, so... Oh, oh. Maduro. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, wait. Is he saying that, like, now is Christmas, and then tomorrow it's over? Like, I think what, what he, he means is that it is officially the beginning of the Christmas season. Wow. He is... He pisses me off then. Well, he, I'm uh, I'm already he's seeing... made Target happy. Yeah, well, Target's already doing it. So, yeah. well, mean, but yeah. now they feel like you know with impunity. Yeah, now it's like... now it's like presidentially <laughs> sanctioned. sanctioned early Christmas <laughs> nonsense. You know, it's fine. Uh... It's funny because I'm fine with Christmas and I'm fine with shopping and I'm fine with you know everybody wants to get everybody presents and I think that that's fun. But when I see Costco has their Christmas aisle like rolling in September in oh, August. No, it's awful. I just want to. I want to punch everybody. I know. It's ridiculous. For some reason, though, I will say this. It's weird. I mean, I go to Costco every two to three weeks. Yeah, pick up some stuff. Right? Sure, that's what that's what you do. Yeah, when you're when you're like. Yeah. When you don't have kids right. or a large family, right? right? You're not buying five gallons yeah. of whipped yeah. butter or whatever. Every week. Yeah. Yeah. No. It's So anyway, so I go and I have a few little things I just like to get at Costco. And I give them a little bit of a, I don't know why, but I give them a pass on starting early because it's a big warehouse and it feels like it's all about just buying shit in bulk. And <laughs> if you're like, you know what I mean? Like, like I don't, like I go and I'm like, oh yeah, they're getting ready for Christmas. Right, so people can start getting ready for Christmas. And it just totally feels different than when you're at the supermarket and it's three days before Halloween and they're taking down all the Halloween stuff and putting up Christmas. And putting up Christmas. And I was like, well, what about the people who are buying candy late? Are they going to be giving out like candy canes to the kids? Yes, like, they should be. Like, really? Like, it. Little, mm, 
little Christmas trees and whatnot. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, this article about Maduro, a lot of it doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Mm-hmm. Um the the, audit, the the writer was having fun. Um, a jolly Maduro says that an early Christmas is the best vaccine for whoever wants to start rioting and violence. Oh, so it's it's an anti-violence technique. Yeah, yeah. Christmas, mm-hmm. Un- unless it's not children that are rioting, in yeah. which case it might not work. <laughs> <laughs> but I think I think he'll be able to ward off those children riot rioters mm-hmm. really well. Oh, hopefully, I, th- I think he's got a good plan on his I hands there. You just kind of just stick your hand out and hold their head. <laughs> well, that's the other you know? thing. Yeah, you get the uh, the guys in their riot gear. With the with their handheld outward, yeah, uh, defense. and the kids can just sit there and swing and flail <laughs> their arms all around, but you know, you just hold them back, right? Yeah, right. good angle, you know. The kid's not getting you. Although the kid, you know, the kids have their own weapons. They 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 uh-huh. they leave their Legos lying around. You step on those things. That does not feel good. Yeah, it's surprising so. how sharp they are. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, in uh. In, in in another part of the world, uh, where is this? Memphis. No. Ten- Tennessee? Eh, not Memphis, sorry. Minneapolis. Tennessee? Minneapolis, Tennessee. <laughs> or Minnesota, whatever. Sure. Uh, there's a, there's a, a, a hubbub surrounding a school bus driver. Oh. George Nathaniel III was Uh-oh. fired. Never trust anybody with a number after their name. Says Frank Henry, Henry Feldman the fourth. <laughs> Wait, he was fired. Why was he fired? Because he has been praying to his kids, praying with his kids uh, in the school bus every morning. Really? And he was asked to stop, <laughs> and he refused. Why? Because how else are you going to keep those kids safe? You yeah. got you got to get the <laughs> Lord involved. You better start paying attention to the road. Yeah, you want to keep yeah, them safe exactly. as a as a bus it driver. It does make sir. one wonder uh, yeah. what this guy. You know, he's <laughs> like, "Oh, I'm drunk again." Lord Jesus, please bless these children that they get to school safe. Because I am in no position to be driving this vehicle right now. <laughs> <laughs> Mister wow. Nathaniel, don't close your eyes while you're driving. Lord Jesus, <laughs> you better help me because I'm off. I'm in some trouble here. Okay, so he refuses to stop. He just wouldn't stop. It, he said he what, so he told the media. What he do said, we know about him and his religion? Like, what is he? Do we know anything about that? He's Christian. Well, I, I, I think he's I think he's non-denomination. Well, I have. Let's see. He he is a pastor at Elite Church of the Firstborn and Grace Ministry. The elite. I think the whole name of this church. I couldn't even get through it. Elite Church of the Firstborn and Graced Ministry Baptist Church in Minneapolis. I have a feeling, just judging it by its name, that there's not much elite, <laughs> not much that's elite about that church. It's so elite that only a few people go to it. Yeah, is what it if is. that's your definition of elite, right? Yeah, I. <laughs> I mean, it's clear that being a pastor isn't paying all the bills because he had to be a bus driver, yeah, too. Yeah, apparently he's, yeah. So, <laughs> a very good pastor. So, yeah. He's, In demand. He said, uh, quote, to fire a bus driver for praying for the safety of the children, he said it's not right. What is this country coming to? I know. I, it's just, uh, you know, uh, it, it's just so sad. He's... <laughs> 
he uh, he ref- so he was directed by his uh, by his company. He wasn't hired by the school themselves by by the he's you know hired by some contracting company some or something. outsourced bus service. Right, and he he huh. was he was directed to stop it. Um, <laughs> And he, Is that what his write-up said? I don't know. Yeah, cut it out. <laughs> and he said, uh, I let them know that I am a pastor and I am going to pray. Ugh. Well, it's so dumb. Keep it to your goddamn self. Yeah, no kidding. Pray all you want. Pray, pray all you the want. The entire time you're driving, just do it not out loud. Yeah. Because guess what? And you're fine. 99% of the parents, if not 100%, considering how successful a pastor he is whose kids are on that bus don't want you praying with them no no because you could do some weird prayer yeah yeah i mean have you like i remember when i was you know still mormon and i would hear like other other forms of prayer that weren't mormon like the other patterns and i would just be like oh yeah make me so uncomfortable yeah oh i went over to when i was a kid i went over to my my friend's house Mm-hmm. Uh, in you know, in the neighborhood for dinner, yeah. and I didn't know that they weren't like me. I I just assumed everybody in the world was Mormon at the time because I was little. Clearly, yeah. And I was in Salt Lake City, so it's an easy assumption to make, right? And we sit at the table, and suddenly they all grab each other's hands and grab my hands, and I'm oh like, my God. "We're holding hands. Why are we holding hands? What's happening?" And they say some, you know, whatever Christian prayer right but the whole time i was like i'm so uncomfortable i'm so uncomfortable this is not a real prayer i know what real prayers are like and this is wrong uh-huh. for all for all i knew they were doing satan stuff yeah i mean I, I guess i had been exposed to my grandmother's like grace mm. she would say grace sure and it was some come lord jesus be our guest blah 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 thing oh it was like a, a little poem it was a little poem yeah it was cute rub-a-dub-dub thanks for the grub yeah it was a little more reverent than that. She was a very religious woman. <laughs> right. She just wasn't Mormon. Right. You know? Yeah. I, so. He's, so, so yeah, uh, Mr. Nathaniel described what would happen. And in fairness, this is totally harmless. When you hear about it, it feels, it feels much better. He says, we would start out with a song. Huh. And then each person will pray if they want to pray. If they don't want to pray, they don't have to pray. Then I will pray and ask them if they want to join me in prayer. Just give them something to, something constructive and positive to go to school with. See? Nothing offensive. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds really complicated. That's the worst. It's a whole service. That is the worst bus ride to school oh, ever. Those kids hate Even if you it. believe in it. It's like still, still hated awful. It. You sing a song, that's great. But then there's probably a Jesus song yeah. at that. Uh-huh. <sighs> yeah. No, no. Thank you. Like, I was an uber like believer right when i was a kid if if somebody had done that even if they were like mormon i would have been like so weird well i would have no i would have just been like again i know still this is my one moment when i don't have this crap in my life right yeah you would have known that that's not the appropriate venue oh yeah although i did call my uh my kindergarten teacher sister or whatever her last name was. <laughs> did you really for like a couple weeks and my, <laughs> my mom had to like get involved and Set explain it to me because uh, the teacher tried to explain it to me and, and you're like what, do you, like, mean, what do you mean sister so and so 
Oh, good lord. Uh, yeah, that was always an interesting thing, the brother-sister thing. Because, mm-hmm. yeah, especially like in Salt Lake, where everybody, where the venue, where everybody's Mormon or right. knows about Mormonism. Right, yeah. I'll bet that happens all the damn time here. Oh, yeah. Little kids getting a little confused. Yeah, absolutely. Sister Rodriguez? <laughs> you always call me Miss Rodriguez. Why? Because <laughs> that's what we say here. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, all right. I've got one. Uh, there's a new book coming out. Yay. I uh, like for books. atheists. Oh, it's for us. Okay. Yeah, well, yeah. What is it? Um, it's, uh, it's from a guy, Peter, uh, Bogosian. Okay. Uh, who is a, 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 a professor of, uh, philosophy, um, teaches, I think, logic classes. Okay. I think up in like Portland State University. Oh. Um, and the, the title of the book is, um, A Manual for Creating Atheists. Oh. Yeah, right? Sounds good, right? I Let's create some atheists. I and don't here's know. How. Okay. So he has, he has, um, <sighs> um, he has sort of laid out a pattern and he, he instructs the reader how to um, approach uh, non-atheists mm. um, and convert them to atheism and uh, okay he, he, i'm a little creeped <laughs> out by this I'm, I'm not entirely comfortable right now uh and uh and he he is a proselyting atheist obviously and he goes uh he confronts people he said that there's one specific woman at the uh the grocery store one specific checker mm-hmm. that he always goes to because he he can tell that she's like on the verge and so he always goes and like chats her up while she's like eating her <laughs> oh my god his, bringing up his food <laughs> and she's probably just being polite yeah and it turns out no he's trying to deconstruct her christianity <laughs> and uh convert her here let me kick that stool out from under you real quick <laughs> like you, you know so here's the thing Obviously, I, I've said this. I'm on the record on on this. I would prefer a world without religion. I would prefer that. Absolutely. If but, you could just pick. But I don't. I would, but that's what I would pick. Proselytize. I mean, honestly. Yeah. It's just as annoying when we do it uh-huh. as it is when they do it. Absolutely. Do is that what we want? A war? A war of conversions? No. <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Christ. <you. laughs> Ding dong. I mean, I joke about it this, you know, when, uh-huh. because everyone here knows that Mormons are missionaries and stuff. And so I make jokes about, like, do you want to take the atheist discussion? Sure. It's a joke it's about, about Mormon. It's a cute little joke. Right. But I'm not going. I mean, it would be ding dong. Hello, sir. Would you like to hear a message of nothingness and, <laughs> you know, light, I guess. It's made us happier. <laughs> I can't really promise that for you. Yeah. Uh, truth. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, clearly. Like, clearly it's not going to, it's not going to work for everyone. Like, and he even admits, I guess, um, in the book, um, of how he, he had these weird feelings of his mother on her deathbed, his religious mother. Right. She's dying and he's, his, he's on like the, he's hell bent on de, like 
deconverting people right. from Christianity. And and he's sitting there, and he had these mixed emotions about, I need to save her from her Christianity before <laughs> she dies. Why? And it's like, why? You don't believe anything happens exactly. afterwards. Exactly. That's crazy talk. It's it's atheist fundamentalism it is but it's so yeah it's so weird it's really strange it's this it's this tribalistic instinct that we all feel i mean Mm -hmm. i get it we all feel it we all want to be part of an in-group right and we all want others that we like or that we love to be part of our in-group it's just part of our thinking it's how our brains are wired absolutely but god damn it don't do it okay look this is and this is a pr problem that our entire movement has right now you guys (laughs) all of you guys should know every time you go out and try and convert someone <laughs> you're damaging your own credibility mm-hmm. and the credibility and and you're making atheists look like dicks all over the place yeah. just as much as they are when they try and convert you to christianity right so i i i implore you guys if someone <laughs> asks you tell them about your your experience absolutely the best thing you can do as an atheist i think is to live your life and be good and be happy. and be an example yeah and 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 be open, right? Right. Ultimately, being open and being sort of out of the closet, right? As as an atheist, is one of the most powerful things you can do. Now, obviously, there are times and moments when it doesn't being out isn't the smart thing, right? But if you can, it's the best thing you can do. Buying this book, and uh, well, buy it, read it. Who cares? I don't. I don't care. Yeah. But but going out and trying to convert people is it's the worst mess it's the worst idea the other thing is that like you know and i get i again i get it i want i want my family members to be in my group too Uh because frankly i mean you know my wife's family is all mormon right there's some very uncomfortable moments with with that i would love i would love for them to be in my group yeah but if i try to convert them all i'm going to be doing is i mean there's basically two roads that can go down Either A, I, I'm successful, but that's not very likely. Right. Or B, they just hate me. <laughs> well, Dan, they probably don't like you already. So well, that's true. No, they love me. <laughs> um, I, you know, and and it, it, yeah, like I say, it comes from an honest place. Yeah. This thing, but don't do it. Don't <laughs> just just say no. Yeah. And oh, yeah. uh, I like I was seriously like I because I was sitting around, you know, over the the weekend and mm. last week and, and, and just going uh, starting to feel the need to, like, pick up another atheist book. Sure. I was like, you know, I really need something. And so, like, I got on Amazon and this thing was like, it's like hot off the presses. And I was like, oh, wow. And I kind of look, started looking around and then started seeing it popping up mm. and starting to get like some press. And I was like, oh, wow. I, you know, I very rarely actually like know the new book before it's even being reviewed and uh and i was like oh wow well maybe i should get that one and then like i started reading reviews of it and i was like oh yeah i know maybe i'll read it I'm but gonna, like i'll read it just because i'm curious about like his t- the tactics that he wants to employ he suggests yeah i know but uh this was actually fun one of the the articles i found about this um there so <laughs> The, the 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 author pulls together some quotes from uh, Bogosian and some quotes from Billy Graham, uh huh, to kind of give you a sense sure. of like how like what I, is this guy's perspective, right? Okay, so I want to read these quotes, yeah, 
and you're going to guess. And I'm going to guess who's who. Who's who. Okay. Is that, is that cool? Yeah. Okay. Here we go. Um, a lot of people feel some religious belief in their hearts. <coughs> Excuse me. Buddhists, Muslims, Mormons, people who think the emperor of Japan is divine, but they can't all be correct. Oh. Is that Billy Graham or Peter Bogosian? Billy Graham. Nope. Oh, it's Bogosian. It's Damn Bogosian. It. Okay. Uh, truth does not differ from one page to another, from one people to another, from one geographical location, location to another. That's Graham. Okay. That is correct. Um, the goal of this book is to create a generation who actively go into the streets, the prisons, the bars, the churches, the schools, and the community. Uh, he said churches, which makes me think it's Bogosian. But then he said prisons, and I would he really advocate people? Yeah, Bogosian. I'm going Bogosian. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> yeah, all right. Uh, you, he's advocating people going into a prison. Uh-huh. Or, or, or and going into a church. Oh yeah, I would like to teach you guys all about how wrong you are. <laughs> hey everybody, can I have your attention for a minute? I know what you're here to do. I've got an alternate suggestion: uh-huh. the streets. He goes into the street like he does yeah. street preaching. Well, if he's trying to he's convert, a nut. He's a nut. He lives in Portland. <laughs> he has some space to be around. Uh, somebody tell Fred Armisen about this guy. <laughs> okay, it'll show uh, up. Let's see. It makes me feel awesome. What would it take for you to open up yourself to that gift? Awesome. Uh, that that it it sounds like it might be Graham trying to be young. I don't know who is it. <laughs> oh, it's Bogosian. <laughs> um, okay. I feel sorry for the man who has never known the bracing thrill of taking a stand and sticking to it fearless, fearlessly. <laughs> Moral courage has rewards that timidity can never imagine graham that is graham yeah, yeah. but it could be either i mean yeah. I, I mean I, your point is valid that one more okay one more there is no other way to arrive at the truth then what well it's just there's no other there way is to... no other way if there's only one way to arrive at the truth oh, this could be either of them. <laughs> those little bastards <laughs> Bogosian. That one was Bogosian. Okay. But just to like highlight like how sort of strident and closed minded he is in right. his atheism. Yeah. Right? Like and you know, it's oh not it's not God. like you and I are open open minded in the sense that we think you know, we, we act you know, if a Mormon missionary came to our door we'd be like, Oh yeah, let me consider that. Oh dear God, no. But we're not gonna be we're not gonna be like we know all the real things, and you guys are There idiots. is no other way. Right, yeah. There shut is up. no other way. Shut up, Bogosian. Just shut up. <laughs> Bogosian. Let's go out and buy it. Okay. Um, so, in uh, in Texas. Texas. In the, uh, the Birdville Independent School District. Birdville? Birdville. Birdville? Yeah. Yeah, I said hmm. Birdville. Um, the American Humanist Association has formally sent a complaint to that school district. Oh. And the reason is because uh, a, a young man, a young man named Isaiah Smith. Okay. Um, uh, they claim his First Amendment rights have been, have been uh, trampled. Oh, no. How? Well, this is interesting. He's gay. Okay. And, uh, and 
you can imagine that in Birdville, Texas, I don't know if that's the name of the town, but I kind of like the name Birdville. It has to be the name of a town. You right, think. right. Ville. Anyway. Birdville. So small, small area of Texas, which you and I know quite well because we've been to them. Well, we drove straight through. Shh. We didn't like. No. Shh. We experienced it. <laughs> We didn't see all of Texas. It's no. a big place. It's a big place. It has its own power grid. Yeah. We went top to bottom, though, pretty much. Yeah. Amarillo to Houston. That's a pretty good stretch. It was a it was a, it was was a, a stretch. Yeah. It was a lot of Texas. It's a big town. It's a big state. It was a little too much Texas. <laughs> I hate little... to say it. Don't don't mess with Texas. I'm, I'm not. Okay. But it's a lot of Texas. It is a lot of Texas. <laughs> anyway, uh, you know, he was, he said that he was repeatedly told... Being gay was a sin, that gays go to hell, like all of this Jesus talk right. about his queerness. Yeah, I mean, clearly. That's that's going to happen. Yeah. You're going to do. <laughs> it's going to happen. <laughs> uh, apparently, the kid's uh, the kid is Christian. He's just oh. non-denominational, like non-anti-gay Christian or whatever. Mm. Anyway, he brought a Bible to school, and he ripped out the pages of Leviticus that had the uh, the nastiness. Rip them out. Yeah, just just done tore them right the hell out. Well, was making quite the point. He was making an interesting point, and but the thing is, so uh, so you know, he did this in his first period class, um, and then he got sent to the principal's office mm-hmm. or the assistant principal's office, or who told him he could continue carrying around the ripped Bible, but he shouldn't tear out any more pages. Don't 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 keep doing that. You can have your Bible. Just, don't, just stop tearing out all the pages. Most son, most of the Bible is fine. You, you just you, don't 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 diminish it anymore. You, you done hurt everybody's feelings. I'm gonna let you slide. Just uh, leave in all the stuff about the uh, you yeah. know. Don't get to that New Testament part. Don't start ripping out the red words. You you pull out a red Those, word. Yeah, we're gonna have we're gonna have some red words for you. Uh, and then uh, so so he gets off, and then later in the day he gets called back in, and they suspend him for what? Uh, farting on Jesus. What? I I think that's the official complaint <laughs> that he was farting on Jesus. No, he wasn't. <sighs> he was told. He was asked. Uh, how would Muslims feel if a student was tearing up the Quran? <laughs> That's true. Suddenly, Texans are very sensitive to the Muslim plight. <laughs> no, they're not. That's a big shocker. It was a rhetorical... Uh, yeah, it was a trick. Yeah. It was a trick. Oh, and his Bible was confiscated. What? Yeah. The Give one, me that. The damaged Bible mm-hmm. was taken away from him? Yes. I don't know. I think you should be allowed to modify your Bible however you want. It's his book. Yeah. He bought it. Uh, maybe he shouldn't be bringing a Bible at all to, to school. school. But, he but it's okay. Ha- but he has that right, too. I don't have any problem with him having a Bible at school. But if you're going to quibble, right. if but, you're going to get weird about the Bible, yeah. then that's that seems more appropriate. I don't know. But it, even that's not appropriate. It, no, there's nothing okay about punishing this boy for tearing out pages of a book. He was religious expressing. Yeah, expressing. <laughs> yeah, I mean the thing is that like, you know, do your do your counter protest. Get your uh, your Walt Whitman leaves of grass and tear out a couple pages of that thing or something. Well, because he was hopefully gay. it's I not don't know. the yeah the school's copy. Well, yes, don't... I wouldn't expect any of these kids to have their own copy. <laughs> <laughs> 
What are these poems? <laughs> I don't read poems. <laughs> you got to sign this, boy? Yeah. <laughs> no, I went and bought my own copy, Dad. Oh, boy. We we're going to send you to anti-gay camp. <laughs> You're going to start tearing pages out of the Bible, aren't next you? Thing, next thing you know, you'll tear some pages out the Bible. <laughs> no, no boy of mine's going to read no queer poetry. Mm. <laughs> and no home mac for you either. <laughs> That's right. Matter of fact, we're homeschooling you from now on. <laughs> oh, poor kid. Uh, okay, so what's what's happening then? So what's that's what's, what's happening? That's all that's I happening. I did the story. It's done. Okay. Then I'm moving on to Paula Abdul. <laughs> oh, you are so excited about Paula Abdul. <laughs> Here's the thing, folks. I know nothing about this story except that Frank, like, was like, Ah, have you heard about Paula Abdul? And I was like, uh, No, not yet. And he was like, Ah freaking out about this story well don't build it up too much now you've established expectations <laughs> that i don't know that it actually i am expe- expressing my own expectations oh my goodness. we will see how this goes i'm excited though well so apparently um paula abdul um she might still be there um she's in jerusalem at the moment oh and uh she's uh she arrived on on the fifth so a few days ago sure um and she, jet lagged oh as as you do as it you would do. be awful and uh she she originally had planned to have a um a private uh religious ceremony i'm sorry not not very private a religious ceremony for for her um at the at the at the praying wall oh the, is she yeah. jewish paula abdul is jewish <laughs> okay <laughs> and she was going to perform her long overdue bat mitzvah oh oh she's never had her bat mitzvah she's never bat mitzvahed oh bat mitzvahed bat so bat, she's right bat bat bat, bat, bat stop bat, saying bat. Bat, bat anyways normally it's like you know what around like 13 yeah right? so yeah it's 12 or 13 it's somewhere in that area um and uh it's a coming of age ceremony sure. blah 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 um so she arrives and it was like gonna like at the at the the western wall she was going to you know have this big bat mitzvah which i didn't even know was like a thing yeah and so i was like so i'm like wait a second is paula abdul jewish like madonna's jewish or like what is the deal well it turns no she like grew up in a very observant jewish family oh which kind of really but they didn't bat mitzvah her which is really weird um, her father is a Syrian Jew who, uh, whose family immigrated to Brazil. Oh. And her mother is Canadian with Jewish roots. Oh. Which sounds like a hair thing. It does. It sounds like she has dark. <laughs> she, her mother, her she, mother is blonde with Jewish roots. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. Uh, but yeah, so... She um, apparently has decided at the age of 51 um, that she needs to bat mitzvah. And <laughs> but, she needs, but because she's a rich American, she, she, well, she yeah. needs to do it at the wall. Oh, where else? She needs to have a special one. It can't just be, at, it can't just be at like temple whatever. It's, it's got to be at the good one. Oh, yeah. No, it's clearly, be, clearly, clearly, clearly. Um, what was the stuff that and was making me really, really, really laugh? All of the other fly girls were there. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't she a fly girl or was that, that was Jennifer Lopez. Yeah. Maybe they were both. I don't know. I don't know. She was, um, 
she was quite the choreographer. I know that. That's true. Um, and she started off as a cheerleader for the Los Angeles Lakers. Oh. I don't know if you knew that. No, I did not. Yeah. I don't know much about Paula Abdul. Yeah. I, I remember her. St- do, you, do you remember her little moment in Bruno, the mo- the Sasha Baron Cohen movie? Um, Bruno. What did happen? I don't when, remember. When he showed up, at, or somehow there was an interview. I don't remember much about it, but I think he had a Mexican person come over as her seat. And he she and he convinced her to sit on this Mexican oh, guy right. while he interviewed her. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> and she did. Oh God, that's amazing. <laughs> Anyways, I mean, our younger listeners might know her almost strictly from American Idol. Right, that's true. Um, but uh, but us old folk remember her from from dancing with a cartoon yeah. cat on MTV. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Apparently, uh, she was married at one point to Emilio Estevez. Oh, blows my mind. Um, and I don't know. Maybe this was just striking me really funny earlier. <laughs> like all these details of like it is. I mean, just, she, how it, you just don't know a lot about her, and then all of a sudden you find out that she's fifty-one and bat mitzvahing in Jerusalem, right? At, yeah, at the at the temple. So wall. wait, you said that they were trying to do it. Did did it well, go wrong? Or okay, so this is what happened. That was the plan. And then she arrives, and she's a guest of of Israel's tourism ministry. Okay, and that's um, nice. Apparently, um, she made a last minute change. Oh, to her itinerary. Oh, because dear. she was gentler. Because she's Paula Abdul, and she gets to do whatever she wants. And they are no longer doing her high profile ceremony at the wall, oh. and instead have decided for a private weekend affair so happening as we speak perhaps um well not as we speak but, um in the uh in in a northern town oh that's a shame and uh that is just you know isn't that always the way yeah she there, there was know, gonna be a media circus a good and you were gonna they were going to have a good hollywood style 51 year old bat mitzvah <laughs> the way you do <laughs> yeah and then it just gets ruined because people don't get it. Right. You don't get it. That's Paula Abdul. Yeah. Yeah. That's not just some anybody. No. No. <sighs> no. People. I tell you, Jews. I just, I will never understand them. <laughs> I, I, have, I think that's the takeaway? No, not at all. Yeah. I'm thinking more Paula Abdul. Yeah, exactly. I, what, what I don't understand, understand what I don't understand is is celebrity worship. But I mean, especially in something like this, I, you know, I understand a business not being able to turn away a celebrity even when they make outrageous demands, uh-huh. because a celebrity gives you a, a shit ton of free pub- right. publicity and blah blah blah. But but nations? a but a nation a religion. <laughs> These they don't they don't need it. They don't need Paula Abdul's help. I'm afraid, Miss Abdul, you're going to have to go to a different city and do whatever. Well, that apparently ended up being the conversation. Yeah, clearly. Yeah, somebody was like, "We're not going to have you degrade this, uh, Miss Abdul. Fuck you. <laughs> On you go. On your way, little lady. Poor dear. It's a shame. She's just shame. trying to like." She's trying to become a woman. She's trying to Jew up, is she's what she's trying. trying. <laughs> she's trying to put on her big girl Jew clothes. I don't know. Yeah. I'm confused. She is trying to become a woman. She hasn't been a woman this whole time. This whole time. She has That's not been I'm a woman. Saying. Oh, 
It is a shit. Wow. Does that mean that she's in her adolescence? As soon as she goes she's, through this. I mean, she, she's, she, she's barely a teen. No. She could be a, a tween. <laughs> she's a tween. <laughs> like the worst look. She is in bad shape for a tween. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, she's had some work done. So, <laughs> so she's, she, she's she, looks, doing, she looks okay. She's doing okay. She definitely doesn't look 51. No. She looks 43. In this case, the word tween means she's somewhere between 14 and oh. 51. I thought you were uh, uh, cosmetic surgeons. That's what I thought <laughs> she was between. She's, she's, she's tween. Tween. Dr. Rosenblum. <laughs> Dr. <laughs> One of them does her Botox. The other one does the lifts. All right. Um, okay. So I'm going to set up a story. Okay. And we'll see what where it goes. Where you think it's going and stuff. Okay. Northwest Christian University. Okay. Is up in the Pacific Northwest somewhere. Where is that? <laughs> well done. Well, it's it, you were saying things about. Anyway, uh, it's it's up there, and uh, so what happened was. A uh, their student body president. It's a it's a it's a it's not a big school. Okay, but their student body president. Uh, he's a twenty one year old. Hmm. He's he wrote an op ed in the school newspaper. Hmm. Uh, coming out of the closet as atheist at a Christian college at Northwestern Northwest Christian University. University, isn't that wow. something? So and what is what is what has happened? Well, you tell me. What do you think? There has been. It's in the northwest. So, I think. I think that he has been. Well, he's been disciplined somehow. I think he's probably no longer uh, president of the student body, but I don't think they've kicked him out. Well, uh, you're. You're right on one point. He has not been kicked out. Oh. He is also still student body president. And what? everybody's rallying to him. What? Everybody's cool. This must must not be a very Christian <laughs> university. They're, they're clearly doing it wrong. They need to get their act together. Wait, everybody's what, what on board. What brand of Christian? I guess I made assumptions. What are they like? Is it really? Should it actually be called an Anglican <laughs> As opposed to Christian Episcopal <laughs> University, no, then University, Universe, uh, Unitarian Universalist. It, it was established in 1895. Um, oh, they're not really Christian. It's nestled next to the much larger University of Oregon. So there we are. That's that'll give you your place. Um, he he was raised um, baptized Lutheran, but attended Methodist Church. How and does that uh, work? Well, these people. These. these it's not all generic, you guys. Yeah. You can't just bounce around. Oh, okay. I guess you Whatever. can. I guess, well, at a certain point, yeah. you'd have to really quibble <laughs> yeah. to figure out the difference between a Lutheran and a Methodist. I got news for you, man. As far as I'm concerned, when you get really down to brass tacks, you're kind of, other than like external trappings, mm -hmm. like clothing and like dress code and, and food, mm -hmm. trying to tell the difference between any of the Adamic mm -hmm. uh, religions it's almost impossible. Yeah. I mean, what? really? Theor theologically speaking? Really? Really? <laughs> Was that a Muppet voice that I just came know. out of you? <laughs> really? Really, Dan? 
Is that what you're saying? <laughs> I, 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 I think they're all basically the same. Right. They have they have they have little details that are different. Anyway, huh. no. So so, you know they they said uh, he was obviously he was worried as hell mm. when he did it. Yeah. But he worked with uh, with his friend who was the who's the uh, editor editor of the school's newspaper, the Beacon Bolt. Cute name. I guess. Uh, and then he, uh, so, so, so he did it and, uh, everybody kind of rallied to him. I swear. This is damned organ. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, I, I just, I love that this went this direction. I, I mean, we have, it's so easy for us to stereotype Christians and stuff, you know, and, yeah. and, and we want to Lord knows we love doing it. Yeah. But I I do love this, and I love the fact that like the uh, the the vice president of the school was like, you know what? We he's here's what he said. Uh, is this the vice? Yeah, it's the uh, the university's vice president for enrollment and mm. and student development. Mm-hmm. And he said he's a man of very high character and respect. He's a great advocate for our student body, which is exactly what he's supposed to be and do. I want students like Eric here. Students who are looking to explore their faith and willing to look hard and make their faith uh, their own. Or non-faith. Or non-faith. He said, I mean, and he's honest. He says, if we had our wishes, we would wish Eric was a, to be a strong Christian man. But we're open and we are, we're an open and welcome community and we meet students exactly where they're at. It doesn't sound very Christian. This is like... <laughs> This is like this it sounds was, extremely it, Christian to me. This sounds what real no, Christian but, is. Oh, yeah, but let's face it, that doesn't usually happen. Right. It's you know, like how many universities in this country were founded by some religious group? Yeah. A I, lot. A lot. And now the we're pretty distanced from it. Right. The, this this school, this Christian university, is like five years from dropping Christian from the name. <laughs> With that kind of response to that, that's that's my feeling. I don't know. I I think I, it's been taken over by people who are a little too, uh, <laughs> a little liberal, a little too liberal to be good Christians. I don't know. All I know is that I am very impressed, and I love it. I think it's to be to be to be not not to be that sounded bad. A little too liberal to be good Christians. I think liberals can be good Christians. I think they're a little too liberal to have Christian in their name. <laughs> okay. I just think I you know I just think that they they're doing Christianity right. Yeah, but those kind of Christians don't go around throwing <laughs> the word Christian around. <laughs> they, they well you are now currently proven wrong. We'll see in 5 years. Yeah, we'll see in 5 you years. You check back in. I will. Okay. I'm making a note right here. Siri, <laughs> right. remind me in 5 years. <laughs> I okay, Frank, I will remind you in 5 years. <laughs> <laughs> um if you want to get in touch with us folks mm-hmm. these are things that's a that's a doable thing yeah. that's a can do situation yeah you can find us on facebook at facebook.com slash tgi atheist right or you can email us at podcast at thank god i'm atheist.com or you can leave us a voicemail at 424-666-8442 indeed we're going to take a quick break we're going to hear some fun we are going to hear some fun some fun audio super fun uh, we're gonna we're we're gonna hear uh, Pat Robertson, yeah, not know what someone's doing wrong. Okay. Debbie writes, "My son is hearing impaired and cannot hear at all. I have prayed for his healing. It seems as if God." 
God is hearing impaired, what am I doing wrong? Uh, it may be a spirit of deafness. I have dealt with people who are deaf, and you rebuke a spirit of deafness, and it, they get healed. So I, I don't know what you're doing wrong. I don't know your son. I don't know you. I don't know what the situation is, but why don't you try that? Oh. <laughs> He's cured deafness. He has cured, yeah. It's a spirit of deafness. If you have a spirit of deafness in you, rebuke it. Just rebuke. Uh, that she's she's clearly doing it wrong. She mm -hmm. was probably just praying to God mm -hmm. for her son to be healed mm -hmm. when she needed to be rebuking the spirit of deafness. Mm. Yeah, that makes lots of sense. I had a spirit of diabetes <laughs> um, for uh, for about six months. Oh, okay. And it was it was bad. Mm. It was really bad. Nobody enjoys that. Nobody does. And then I rebuked it. That's nice. I had a spirit of diarrhea, and boy, I rebuked the hell out of that. It was awful. It's stinky, too. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Don't just stare at me. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, we did have some uh, some lovely people uh, correspond with us. Ah, yes. <clears throat> Correspondents. I'm going to... I'm gonna, you know, even when I just try to narrow it down, there's so many good stuff, so much good stuff out there. So I'm going to plow through a bunch of stuff here. Um, uh, we had someone calling themselves, uh, calling herself an unrepentant atheist Mormon lesbian. Okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. I know and she uh, she said that she was listening to our most recent podcast, mm -hmm. 102. Okay. And uh, so, and she said that something piqued her curiosity. From what I gather, she says, there are many atheist Mormons that are that no longer believe but will not go through the process of getting their name removed from the official records because it will break their blank, you know, insert your dead relative or your beloved <laughs> relative's name, heart. Um, this sparked my curiosity, so I have a few questions. When a person removes their name from church records, is a newsletter sent out en masse to all their relatives? Or are all the Mormon... Or are all the Mormon... Uh, Facebook announces it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Are they all instant, incessantly checking church records to make sure every member of the family is still accounted for? I like that theory, too. Yeah, that's good. She's just really curious about that. Um, like, how would they find out? Because this is a very real concern. Yeah. And a lot of people have written in about it. Okay. I'll tell you how they'll find out. Okay. Okay. There's a couple different ways. Right. Um, the main one is if you live if you if you go to church with your parents or live in sort of the same area and you in your your parents ward is is in the same stake as your ward right okay just throughout some good mormon words there um then it will actually appear on their records you will appear on their records as mm. their son or daughter and it will show I there's a bit of information that'll show. I think it'll if if it's a son, it'll show like I think what priesthood he holds. I think I remember stuff like that. Being Something like that. that. But the, but but it will show up that that their records are linked to your records. Right. So right? on your records, yeah, these other people show. The up. The other people show up because you're in the same sort of jurisdiction, right, as them. If you're not, then you won't be showing up anyways. Right. And so if you live all the way across the country and you have your – this is also key. If you have your records out with you, right. then you're fine. 
or as long as you know that your records aren't in like your parents' ward. But here's because the other he, thing. Because here's the thing. Okay? okay, go ahead. At the end of the year, you do tithing settlement. I think we've mentioned it before. Right. And this is the moment, this is the shakedown moment that the bishop has with you, where he's like, you clearly have not paid enough tithing, and I'm not going to let you go to the temple anymore until you do. Right. And, and you're like, oh, and so you write the big check for the remainder if you're right. going to come clean. Anyways, that's tithing settlement. <laughs> tithing settlement is also a moment when they slide your records across the table and say, does everything look right here? Right. Okay, so they're not supposed to disclose. Like, you can claim all you want in your letter to them that that they are that this is confidential and they're not to disclose it. Well, the issue is that, I mean, there, there's a few things, just bookkeeping yeah. stuff that they do. And how they do it that does disclose it. The way that it discloses it is not that they tell somebody, but right. rather the name stops showing up. Yeah. And then they're like, well, why? Where did his, rec- where did his records go? He still lives down the street. Right. Yeah. There's, so a, there's a lot of stuff like that. You know, a bishop will, will hear about this or whatever. And every now and then, because these are lay bishops, they are not, they are, these are not guys that are, you know, sort of trained well. Yeah. They've got a big, thick handbook, and do they know everything in it? No, no. So you know, you'll get bishops who will, who are more than happy once they get the uh, the you know the thing that just that just says, by the way, this person's not a member anymore. The bishop will go to your family and be like, "Hey, I'm concerned about Jim." If he knows your family, if he knows your family, yeah. And it could be like a, uh, yeah. Yeah. If he just knows your family. Yeah. It, yeah. So, yeah. I mean, again. Your parents could have moved away and he's still in touch with them. And right. And he calls them up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That kind of thing can happen. So yeah. these are these are the things that people are concerned about. Right. And, and you know, it's legit. That stuff does happen. Yeah. Anyway, thanks, uh, Lesbo, for writing in. Um, <laughs> I forgot for a second. But <laughs> she gave us. Uh, that's all that, we got. That, 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 she, that's how she signed it. Unrepentant <laughs> atheism, a, atheist Mormon lesbian. And she, she explained that she, you know, she's Mormon in, only in the sense that she's too lazy to send in the thing. Right, exactly. Okay. Moving on. <clears throat> um, Alan wrote in said, thought you would find it not at all surprising. This is a reference to another story that we did. Uh, that Mississippi passed a law in 2001 requiring In God We Trust to be displayed in every public school classroom. Oh, so apparently it's already worked. Yeah, we didn't know that when Mississippi when we were talking is about the um, it's sort of the test case is the template. Yeah, you know it's good. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> that's good stuff right there. Yeah. So yeah, apparently it's all over. The displays must meet a minimum dimension requirement, and their absence can be reported on an in an audit. Yeah. On top of that, the state didn't provide any funding for the displays, so Mississippi's own American Family Association stepped up to provide most of them all. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, at least they didn't use taxpayer money for it. Yeah. So Xerox off a bunch of pages. <laughs> right. Tape them to the wall. Just tape it sort of... We're complying. Askew. Yeah. In, in the most, like, invisible part of the... Oh, no. You know that the, most of those schools, they were... Pleased as punch to just put it in the most prominent place yeah, they could find. Right next to the pencil sharpener. Yep. All right. Well, thanks for uh, for letting us know about that sad news, Alan. Um, yeah. Teddy, a lady, a lady Teddy. Not a Teddy for a lady, but a woman named Teddy. Um, <laughs> now you're just staring at me again. <laughs> she, uh, she said in one of our recent episodes, we spoke about sitting Shiva. Mm. And, uh, and I referenced an NPR segment... Uh, and I couldn't remember who it was. I knew it was on This American Life. 
and I and I couldn't figure out like how it related to sitting Shiva. And right. She wrote in to just clarify that it was Shalom Auslander, uh, who was who was the correspondent who did the story. Okay. Uh, it comes from his book, um, Foreskin's Lament, which is a, an excellent title for a book, uh, <laughs> which she recommends, by the way. Okay. Um, but he says uh, she says that he he was a watcher, which is apparently a tradition according to to like Orthodox Jewish belief. The soul departs the body at the time of death, but hangs around for a while until oh, the body is okay. buried. Oh, okay. and it's a very confusing time for a soul. Yeah. So they they leave somebody sitting there with. Well, them. I I did okay. <laughs> I I did I did watch that part of Beetlejuice. Oh, oh, right, and, right, uh, yes, yes. I remember that part of Beetlejuice. Oh, I watched the whole movie. <laughs> they're so, um, they're so confused in those. They're moments. really confused. Yeah. Anyway, uh, also defending your life. Did you see that one? Oh yeah, with the was that was that the Meryl Albert Brooks and uh, yeah yeah okay anyway, um, heaven can wait. That was a... stop it. <laughs> Just stop naming movies. <laughs> okay, so thanks Teddy for writing that. Holly wrote in. Um, she said, and this one was really this one was really nice because um, we had talked about um, people converting when they're in a time of crisis, mm. and that people generally don't convert to atheism is was our was our guess. Mm. In a time of crisis, they usually right. sort of grab for something uh, comforting. <laughs> well, I find atheism comforting. I do, but now. you got to wrap your head around it first, I do and now. it's not in the moment comforting. Right. It's like, when I was, con- it was very scary, and right. it was very yeah, right. So she, so Holly wrote in and said, uh, "She's right. I'm writing about the podcast where you talk about turning to atheism after someone you love has died. This happened to me four years ago when my dad died." We were very close, and I was devastated. I'd been agnostic for a while, but I was so desperate to think that I'd be able to see him again that for the first time in years, I began to think that maybe my Catholic upbringing was the way to go. It didn't help that a very Catholic aunt began emailing me. She did mean well, and telling me stories about how when she lost her husband, he would send her signs in the form of of the DVD player turning off mysteriously, or a picture moving, or other crazy things. Hmm. I wanted to believe. I wanted to believe, so I started entertaining these thoughts for a brief time. Then one day, after uh, then one day after a few months, I was walking to my car, pissed off that I hadn't seen any signs. <laughs> I had two choices: either I could keep hoping that something would happen and my dad would quote talk to me somehow, which would mean something, which would mean staying in this rut of grief if he didn't. Mm. Or I could realize that there really was that there really is no God. Mm-hmm. My dad's gone. Deal with it and move on. Mm. And at that moment, she became a full-on atheist. Wow! And she said it was like a weight lifted. I'm sure it was. It is. Yeah. It's a weight lifting. Yeah. But you, but when you're in the midst of belief, it uh-huh. doesn't seem like that's what's going to happen. No, no, you would never predict that that could possibly no, be the you, outcome. No, you feel like, oh, it's okay, scary. I'm just signing it's... up for misery for the rest uh-huh. of my life. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it's honest misery, so I guess I'll sign up. And then you sign up, and you're like, oh, wait a second. This is so much nicer. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. like when gay people come out of the closet. Indeed. Yeah, and, and, and you think you know, the world's going to crash. Yeah, but all of a sudden there's these 45-year-old men who just like got out of a <laughs> you know, whatever marriage they were in, and they are clubbing it up. Oh, my God. We've all seen those guys. You go to those gay clubs. time of their their life. Their shirts are off, and they don't care. They are looking at all the young guys (laughs) just like, oh, they are 18 again. Yeah, they are. They are. And it does. It's like a whole, it's a rebirth. It's crazy. It's a real rebirth. It is. 
Like, you know, Christianity's got that whole born again yeah. crap. Wait, it doesn't do that. Wait to until you try born you again gay. You don't get 45-year-old men dancing around with their shirt off at church. Acting like fools. Acting like, yeah. They act the Throwing fool. themselves at the young, pretty things. Yeah. Although that happened, that's midlife crisis. Yeah, that's true. That, that, happens, that, happen, that happens to... Actually, I just described straight 45-year-old men. Clearly. All the time. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. But they're not as fancy. No. <laughs> well, no, they buy fancy cars. That's too. true. That's true. They've got yeah. the Corvette. Yeah. So that's nice. Yeah. Um, uh, I'm going to do, do uh, one more. Anne uh, just sent us the thing. She said, because we talked about Luther, Martin Luther. Mm-hmm. And she said that she was raised Lutheran, and all, she wanted to add that Martin did indeed get fed up with the church, and he was brave, but not crazy brave. He had the backing of some very powerful political leaders who were just who had just been itching to reduce the power of the church, oh. and were happy to be to have a champion or sucker to back. <laughs> anyway, so so that thanks. explains it. Yeah, well, it, it explains a lot actually, and you don't always hear that part of it, but that's absolutely true. Yeah, uh, in in the history and blah, yeah. blah, blah. awesome. And I well, wanted to shout out to to Brad who uh, who who sent us a a, a voicemail, but uh, we we're not going to be able to get to his voicemail. But I just wanted because he's in Alabama and he's in the army and he's an atheist in Alabama, and I just yeah, I always feel so, big I, shout out. What up? All right, well here we go. We've got a. We're moving on to the voicemails, right? Yeah, yeah, Is yeah. That with the cue that I was picking up. Go ahead. That, that's what you were saying? Yes. Okay. Um, all right. Well, why don't we just go to our first voicemail? Okay. Hi, Frank and Dan. This is David in San Antonio, Texas. And I um, started listening to you guys when I was living in Riyadh, Saudi Arabia. The first thing I want to say is I really appreciate you guys uh, having the podcast. It really helped me keep my sanity over there. Um, I was listening to your podcast uh, and I've just had to stop right in the middle of it and call you. First thing uh, you were talking about was the, uh, the Muslim clothing and how you don't mind when people are practicing their religion. It's when they start pushing their religion on you. And having lived in the Middle East for 13 years, I can tell you that as a group, it's very typical for them not to live and let live. We lived in a compound where they were allowed to wear headscarves then pretty soon they were covering their faces. Then pretty soon they wanted to cover up the windows in the gym so the women could have a workout without men watching them. And one thing led to another. And then they would uh, make comments to the Western women who weren't dressed like them. And it just keeps going on and on. They don't live and let live as a rule. Maybe the ones in America, not so much. I want to say I appreciate you guys. And uh, you're doing great. Keep up the good work. Adios. All right. Well, that's interesting. Sort it of first-hand is inter- experience. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, and and I'm glad that we could be of service while you absolutely. were in Riyadh. Yeah. That's quite a thing. Yeah. Um, Riyadh. Wow. My, you know, my thinking is this: that uh, you know, when we're talking about our culture, because we can't do anything about anybody else's culture. True. But when we're talking about our culture, my my thought is that we, as a as a society, say, "Hey, dress how you want to." And then we also, as a society, say, "Hey, stop telling any. Nobody gets to tell anybody how to dress." And then we do. And then, <laughs> I mean that those are the those are the norms of our society. So it yeah. doesn't matter how much they want to. Right. Our social norms do not allow that. Yeah. And I mean, yeah, that's yeah. in you know, and the social norms in other countries are going to be, of course, wildly different. Sure, especially where there's a majority of Muslims. Yes. 
Indeed. You can see it going in a totally different direction. Right. But yeah, and and you know, I mean I'm open to the to the possibility that we're wrong. Sure. About this. Sure. I'm totally, you know, like but I've had ex- the experiences I've had with with Muslims in this country, I just feel that I just don't see it as a problem. Yeah. I mean, I to know. me, to me, it's kind of like saying that atheists are bullying the Christians or whatever. You can't yeah. when it's when you're such a wildly small minority. How 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 worried can we be that they're starting that they're going to try and push their ways on us? Well, Dan, it's a slippery slope. <laughs> it's a slippery slope. Oh, well, and we that's all a, know that's a good that point. slippery slopes always always go someplace bad. manifest themselves they, yeah. They, yeah exactly all slippery slopes <laughs> lead down yeah and down is bad well because if it's a slope right and it's slippery i mean if it were slippery and you went up then gravity has stopped working yeah so there yeah. you go yeah <laughs> clearly that made so much sense to me thank you dan good good i'm thank glad you. that we've cleared that up all right well we have another one another another, e- another uh, slippery voicemail. slope oh, okay <laughs> Maybe a little slippery. <laughs> hey, Frank and Dan. John from Indiana. I wanted to let you know that I have finally caught up on every podcast. So I was listening to the most recent one and about Colorado Springs and the chapel. I have been there a couple times for, like, um, shooting competitions at the Olympic Center, and the chapel is open to the public. So if you wanted to go, you can go. Now, getting into the academy might be a little difficult because I was doing uh, Marine Corps stuff at the time. So, but... I know it's open to the public once you get on to the academy. And I want to give a shout-out to Squirtle, Bergle, Pickle, Pickle, Pony, because that's awesome. All right. I uh, love the podcast. I'm going to start supporting you guys here in probably about a week, and I'm buying the shirts. So, have a good night, guys. Bye. <laughs> okay. All right. Cute. Here's, here, I, I, you know what, what I really want to take away from that particular what, what, what Dan voicemail was that he, uh, I, I'm always glad to find when we have a sharpshooter on our side. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so when the shit hits the fan, there's something comforting someone about knowing that there's that there are some guys out there who can, who can hit a mark. <laughs> That's that's nice. That's nice. All right. Well, uh, yeah, well, maybe we'll have to go there. I think we should go. <sighs> Actually, I think I might have an in, too. I know a cadet there. Really? Yeah. My uh, sister-in-law is going to be marrying him soon. As in... Oh, okay. Yeah. Got yeah. it. Anyway. I didn't know... Yeah, anyways. That, yeah. that works. Andrea's sister. Oh, okay. There you go. Um, well, that, that could be cool, but it would mean that we'd have to go to Colorado Springs. Which means we could we could see some other churches too. Uh, we could go oh hit on some some not definitely not gay pastors. Oh my god! Isn't that where uh, what's the name was from? Was 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 practicing? Haggard? Is that who it was? I think so. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he was in Colorado Springs. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, there you go. Crazy. Yeah. Really. Oh, all right. All right. Well, and also, okay, so... We some donors. We do have some donors we got to get to. I skipped it last week, so my bad. Shame on Dan. And, uh, shame on all of us. Shame, shame on, on every Dan. last one of us. Um, Shame on Dan. Stop it. Stop it. We had a bunch of people buying shirts. Thank you for buying Thank shirts. You. Remember that you can buy your Thank God I'm Atheist t-shirts by going to thankgodimatheist.com. Yeah. There's a whole little t-shirt button there. Yeah. 
Um, send us a photo of you in the t-shirt. We got our first one on the Facebook page. I oh. think we got it today. Yay! So, I didn't see. I haven't checked the Facebook page. So yeah, we, we, oh my God, we've got a, look. a photo right now. And uh, he he claims that he hasn't been attacked wearing our shirt. <laughs> so that's nice. That's good. Oh no! What? What did you look at? Um, some Google glasses that what? a certain friend of ours is wearing. Oh, and took a selfie wearing. Oh dear. <laughs> Oh dear. Okay. Oh, okay. Frank, Frank got hung up on his personal oh, Facebook page. Oh my god! Sorry, folks. Anyway, I'm going to thank donors while you're looking at things. Um, <laughs> Douglas uh, isn't uh, gave us a very lovely, uh, a lovely donation, a one-time donation. Thanks, okay. Douglas. Um, we have a new automatic, uh, a, a new uh, subscriber named Barton. We appreciate that, Barton. Barton. Really, really, yeah, and a cool name. Yeah, that's a great name. All the stuff. Stephen uh, gave us a one-time donation, and Paula gave us an incredibly generous one-time oh, donation. Thank you, thank you, so, everyone. And Paula's a, a friend of mine. So, oh, that's nice. Extra double thanks to you, Paula. Oh, isn't that nice? It's very nice. She's she's a delight. That Paula. Anyway, did you did you find? I think. It's, oh. So you guys can go onto the Facebook page, Thank God I'm Atheist, uh, TG, Facebook.com slash TGI Atheist, to see one of our faithful listeners. It's Thane, right? Is it right? Thane? Yeah. It's Thane. It's Thane. Go and, go and look at Thane uh, sporting his, his fancy shirt. Let's see. I'm trying to get to it. Okay. I'm looking at recent posts. Ah, there he is. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. It's a handsome shirt. You look good, Thane. All right. So... Well, yeah, we're going to talk about... We're going to talk... Let's ring some bells. Ding, 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 ding. Ding, ding. ding you know, ding, ding. the Christmas season is soon upon us. Well, if you're in Venezuela... It's already here. It's already here. It's already happened. Right. We're like five, six... No, we're eight days into Christmas. <laughs> into Christmas. <laughs> on the 22nd day of Christmas, my... On the on 43rd day of, day of Christmas, <laughs> my... Um... The uh, so one of the things that's ubiquitous here in the United States mm-hmm. uh, when it comes to Christmas time mm-hmm. are people in red standing out in the cold mm-hmm. in front of a grocery store mm-hmm. ringing a bell. Shopping malls too. Shopping malls, basically anywhere, anywhere really. where commerce Corners. is happening, and yeah. they're going to get a lot of people. And they, you know, they're ringing their bell so that you go and you put your money into their into their bucket. Loose change. That's all they're looking for. Yeah. Yeah, if you're gonna drop it more than that, great, it's welcome. But they just collecting change. They're just they're just trying to and 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 they're just trying to to give it to some charity. The Salvation Army is who we're the Salvation about. Army. Yeah, uh, they are an occupying force, and <laughs> I am uncomfortable with there being other armies in our. <laughs> yeah, there's one right over on Ninth West. An army? No, the Salvation Army. Oh yeah, yeah, they yeah. They have a facility. They do. They they have a camp. We sh- we should we should they have a base uh, attack them they have a base they have a forest it's f- it's f- yeah exactly <laughs> so so what's wrong with that there they are this, you know raising money for charity yeah and and it seems like a good thing right it seems like a great thing it's that's- the Christmas season people are feeling a little generous they're in the giving mood that's part of the season and you and I are 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 not the we are the type of atheists who celebrate Christmas yeah. Not yeah. not the Christ part. Yeah. No, no, no. I'm picking out my inflatables for the yard as we speak. <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> anyway, the uh the um 
Now I'm off track entirely. <laughs> Were you imagining my house with inflatables oh, out my front? God, our, because our <laughs> our neighborhood doesn't have enough. Anyway, the the point is, you know, the reason for the season for us is a celebration, friends, family, having fun, and together. And, and I'm all about giving, enjoying the, the 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 days will soon be getting longer. Right, exactly. You know that whole sol- solstice thing, and not like pay, like not even like going in, but just the fact that it is so nice just to mark the day when. All of a sudden, seasonal depression can start ending. Right, exactly. To right. mark the day when, okay, it doesn't get any worse now. <laughs> now it just gets better. Well, it does get colder. Well, it does. We do have to still have to get through January and February. Right. But the light situation. The light starts getting better. Gets yeah, better. By February, it's totally manageable. Right, exactly. So so, the, but, so here's the thing. Yeah. Uh, we, we were turned on to a clip uh, of, a, of a radio show. Mm-hmm. From Australia. Mm. Our Aussie listeners might be familiar with it. We're not. Mm. But it was a show, uh, and they, you know, the two hosts uh, both were uh, gay people. They Lovely. were. What happened to them? Were and are as far as I know. Okay. But at the time it. of that recording, they were. Gay. I can verify that they were gay. Okay, perfect. Uh, and they... they they were interviewing uh, Major Andrew Craby. Crabe. Uh, Crabe. I don't know how to pronounce his last name. And it's probably... Crybaby. Crybaby. <laughs> yes, that's it. <laughs> or just um, Crabby. Who's a major in the in the Salvation Army. Uh, he's, the, he's their regional or their territorial media relations director. Uh-huh. Uh, and they were asking him questions. Major, about, even. He's a major. He's high up. Oh, yeah. In the ranks. So stupid that whole rank thing. Yeah, they, you are not a real army, people. They've they've set it up though. Oh yeah, they follow as though it were. Yeah, they've got ranks. They're and they, a salvation army. Yes, it's they are saving, marching as a, as to war. Well, and I don't know. Like, I mean, they wear uniforms. They That's do. what you were just saying, right? Yeah, they wear uniforms. Your... They have brass bands. They do. They love all that stuff. They, their hymns are entirely their own. Are they? Oh, I was reading this thing that they take like pub songs back in the day. Oh. They would take pub songs and change and them, convert into, them into like Jesus-y songs. And ruin them. And ruin them. <laughs> but then they would still have like these. And, and actually the whole brass band thing that mm-hmm. I actually, once I saw like images, I was like, oh yeah, that is a Salvation Army. I've seen that before. Yeah. Because it, yeah. Anyways. Guys and Dolls. It's one of the, it's one of the little uh, things in Guys and Dolls. Yeah. Yeah. But apparently they're updating that. Oh no. They're getting a little bit more contemporary. They realized that that, it, that, that was meant to be. That that was contemporary when for that time for the time the 1890s and early so now they're 1900s. going to like Christian rock so uh, I didn't get that far into they, it but they said that they've 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 mixed up the or they've mixed um, some other instruments into the into got, the they, they got the, the new the, it's an it's the new thing man they're doing they're doing the dubstep is what they're doing <laughs> the, they, they've got the uh, the Salvation Army dubstep happening. I've heard dubstep Christian before. Salvation Army. I've heard Christian dubstep impression. Dubstep. Yes. It's horrifying. Yeah. It's awful. I need to look that up. It wasn't even good dubstep if there is such a thing. (laughs) Which there is. I've heard. I've I've enjoyed some some dubstep. You have to learn to to be okay with it once you go to Burning Man more than once. Like, you've got a whole week of it. Well, when you guys came back that first time. They're backing off of it now. Are they? Yeah, the last couple times. Oh, no. That first year. 
We came. Well, that's, that's, what, we, that's what everybody was. It was I was all it all just, it was. That's what it all was. I mean, that's that's the that's what music was. <laughs> okay, is this segment about dubstep? Because we've just. That's I'm the just saying that the turned. early 2010s were all about dubstep. Yes, that's true. Anyway, um, so Salvation Army. We should be clear. This is not a charity organization. It's a religion. Yeah, it's a denomination. I didn't even know that. You didn't? Not well. Their building looks like a church. Well, because I, it is. It, well, yeah, but they just bought somebody else's church. But what I didn't know is that they started off. The the founders were Methodist, mm. and so a lot of the belief structure, a lot of the things that they kind of smacks of just like boring Methodism, right? But they have, but they have ranks. Well, yeah. So that's and good. Brass bands. Yeah. Fantastic. So clearly not. And women can preach. Oh, that's they that's... can give sermons. Boy, you know what? And the, the, there's no distinction of the sexes as far as like the ranking and so whatnot. He, that's an interesting point because for, because what I'm about to say will be in conflict with that. When you consider the fact that the Bible explicitly says that women shouldn't preach. The oh, Bible itself it explicitly does. says that. What? It says that women should nice. remain silent and that and the, and the men blah, blah, blah. Well, I'm going to have to rethink this whole Bible thing. Yes, I mean your belief, your your fervent belief in the Bible. Maybe you should rethink it. Frank. Yeah, well, that's because I mean, because you I like, know it was difficult being an atheist and also <laughs> being a total believer of the Bible. <laughs> there were some. It was it was a challenge, but I was making it work. But if you're telling me that that's in there, Dan, yeah, it's. In I that. might have to rethink that. It's uh, yeah, I think it's in Corinthians or something that women should remain silent. Mm. Anyway, uh. So the fact that they're willing to bend that hmm. makes makes it all the more baffling. Well, maybe we should just let Major uh, Andrew Crabe speak for himself. I do want to talk to you about the Salvationist Handbook of Doctrine. Um, are you still using the Salvation Story as a way of uh, coaching your, your soldiers and the people entering your membership? Oh, it may be one that some people use. Yeah. Because it's really interesting. I had a little read last night, all 170 pages of it, um, and it, and I came across a couple of chapters that kind of worried me, one of which is the problem of evil. And it talks about um, human wickedness and uh, it posing an enormous problem for Christians. And it refers to the Romans, um, which is um, Book 1, 18 to 32. And it talks about the evil of women engaging in natural sexual relations with other women and the same way that men abandoned natural relations with women and were inflamed with lust for one another. Um, look, it, it kind of concerns me that um, although this says that although they know God's righteous decree, that those who do such things deserve death. That's in Romans 18 to 32, and that's in your book of doctrines. That's part of the handbook that you give out to your soldiers. Now, if, if, I'm, a, if I'm a fledgling homosexual and I feel that I might um, need some religious dogma or guidance and I, and I go to the salvation and I haven't declared my sexuality to myself, so I'm not going to declare it to you. If I go and I read that and I connect with my sexuality, Andrew, then that says, according to the Salvation Army, that I deserve death. How do you respond to that as part of your doctrine? Well, that's a part of our belief system. So we should you know, die. We, we have an alignment to the scriptures that that's our belief. 
Wow, so we should die. So this is this is on page uh, it's on page twenty eight of the Salvation Story, which you can download online. It's wonderfully available. I love that. Um, if we go a bit further into sin, which is on page sixty one and sixty three, again it's it's going into to Romans again. And look, you know, I I accept that that you're out there wanting to help people. I don't consider myself to be part of the oppressed or the marginalised. Um, I don't accept that this sexuality that is part of my DNA is a choice. I also don't accept the support of any religion um, in a financial sense. And this is what the gay community is up in arms about, that you're proposing in your, in your religious doctrine, in the way that you train, this is part of your training of your soldiers, that because we're gay, that we must die. If you go to Romans, book 1, 18 to 32, it's, it's all there, mate. I mean, how can you stand by that? How is that Christian? Well, well, because that is part of our Christian doctrine. That, but how is it Christian? But, Shouldn't that, it be about that, love? That's our understanding of that. Well, the, the love that we would show is about that uh, consideration for all uh, human beings to come to uh, no salvation. In or that. die. Well, yes. Oh, well, oh. well, yes. Yeah, yeah, clearly. You know, well. I, you it, have it, a choice. You can either not be gay. Mm-hmm. Or die. Those are yeah. those are valid choices. Well, 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 <clears throat> it reminds me of uh, what was it, cake or death? Right. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> Eddie Izzard. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'll take cake. Oh. oh. <laughs> well, here you go. <laughs> Some cake. Yeah. This isn't quite as nice as cake or death. Yeah. It's well. I mean, I guess it's it's not gay or death. <laughs> no, it's straight or death. Straight or death. Yeah, that's not as good as cake. I mean, I like being straight, but yeah. for you. No, I would yeah. imagine that it's not as good as cake. What if? Yeah, I'm allergic to cake. <laughs> You're not allergic to cake. Yeah, I'm not. I've been baking cakes lately. <laughs> anyway, the idea here, what we're getting at, is that uh, that I mean, that's that's some extreme shit right there. Mm. That is, I mean. I believe me. Mm-hmm. I if you're gonna pro, if you're gonna profess that you believe the Bible, hardcore, that's part of it. That's in there. Yeah, but they're still picking and choosing. There's they're no way totally to be fully biblical. Cho- There's no way. No, the no. whole thing is full of so many inconsistencies. There's no way to know which one is the right one. Right. The 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 right inconsistency to follow. You know. Yeah. Well, I mean, as I pointed out, like it's whatever the fact fits that you women, in the moment. The fact that women are preaching in the church is goes against. I found it. It's Corinth First Corinthians fourteen thirty four. It says explicitly. Let your women keep silence in churches, for it is not permitted unto them to speak, but they are commanded to be under obedience, as also saith the law. Well, I think you should send that to Major Andrew Crabe. Right? Yeah. Not Crabe. only that, I mean, the, I, the truth is that, of course they're picking and choosing. Yeah. It's not like their women are going and buying turtle doves to sacrifice after their period. That's also... They should. The, they should. They should. Yeah. I mean, all what a the, wonderful tradition. It's a fine, it's a beautiful, it's, beautiful tradition. Once they've emerged from their period of uncleanness, yeah, they can rejoin society. Until then, in and, your tent, yeah, in your tent, woman, yeah, and don't and gentlemen, don't sit in those chairs that those women on the rag have sat on. No, no, no. you can't well, sit on the same you, chair. You just don't go into the tent. Well, you got, you just, the you problem is that not everybody goes into their tent like a good woman should. And then you mm. got to go around and every seat you sit on, you have to ask the woman who sat on it before, hey, by the way, you're not on the on your period, are you? Because I can't sit in that chair. Wow. 
Boy, that's tough. <laughs> but it, but it's a beautiful tradition. <clears throat> it's a fine. It's a beautiful, loving faith tradition. Yeah, it's how we show our love. Oh, no, I mean nice. this is. <laughs> so so I mean I guess the point. So here's the question. This raises the question. Obviously, there's a lot of hatred there. They don't hmm. like the gays. Right. There's a lot of that. But they're doing good work with the money. You know, they're 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 giving to homeless they're giving to the needy yeah so where do we fall on giving money into that bucket i say don't i say there there are other causes that you can uh, feel a little bit better about giving to and that's the key isn't it yeah like the whole idea is yes you could give to them and you would probably be doing good in the world sure yeah but if you hang on to that change and you give it to an organization that does good in the world and also doesn't hate on other people, right. you're doing that much better. Because while they might be giving clothes to homeless, I mean, I don't, I don't know if what kind of strings are attached. Right. I, I don't. I, to be honest, that would be something to to really look into. But I'm already really uncomfortable with the with the uh, salvationists, and uh, I'm. I, yeah, I, I you know I see them outside the grocery store and I'm just like why why yeah and also does this count large corporation who granted you permission to be here really know who you guys are right like really also the bell ringing gets old I it's yeah. annoying it is ding 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 shut up yeah can can you honk a horn or something that would get annoying probably a little quicker yeah what I, I would like is for one of them to show up with a tuba. <laughs> Uh I'd give money for that (laughs) This is not for your organization This is for you Because I like your tuba (laughs) Where's the box? Where's the hat? Come on I don't don't want to support your organization I'll throw some money in But I really like what you're doing That is some good tuba-ing That you're doing (laughs) I like the uniform too, sir (laughs) You are well done What are you doing after your shift? Yeah are you going to the officer's club? <laughs> are you an officer or are you enlisted? <laughs> oh, good how lord. Do I, how do I climb through those ranks? I did like on the uh, on the Salvation Army's Facebook page, they show a, a picture of a... Th- or not Facebook page, sorry. Their Wikipedia page. The Wikipedia page about the Salvation Army. They yeah. show a picture of a... Fake money, a little $3 bill. Oh, yeah. You remember the old saying, your queer is a $3 bill? Yeah. So, I've heard that before. But this one is a, a queer dollar, and the, and it's like printed up with like a, an Ameri- like a, like a rainbow flag on it. And it basically oh. says, I'm not going to, you know, until you guys accept gays, this will not be real money. Right. And then they, they put that into the bucket. Oh, clever. Because fuck you. That's why. That's that's voting with your dollar. That's Or with your not dollar. Yeah. yeah. But you're telling them about it. Right. Exactly. You're letting them know. Because if you're, if you're just not supporting, you're not really... Then they're, they're not they, hearing they your message. Know, yeah. They won't, yeah. Why, why are donations down this year? Right. Exactly. They weren't ringing the bell loud enough. <laughs> Every, when you get out there and ring that bell, I need 33 rings a minute. Yeah. Well, what they need to do, I mean, you've seen the sign twirlers for like tax, oh, yeah. you know, the income tax people or, or, or like cell phones, pizza places or pizza whatever. places. Sure. They have the little guy out there with the fun, with the twirling thing, dancing around. That's what they need. That's what they need. They need, yeah. Just twirling that bucket. And they should they position need to be themselves with at the off ramps. 
<laughs> that's true. We clearly, gotta, I mean, there those are people, plenty of people asking those, for money. Those people rake it in. At the, well, I, 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 think, I, I don't know. I think they'd have a fight on their hands, I'll tell you that. I don't know how much they're raking it in, and I don't... I well, think I'm not saying that, like, it's like, uh, <laughs> clearly they're driving home in their, in their Bentley. Right, yeah. Know? Like, no, oh, no that's not, not... It's I'm a not, horrible thing to, to spend a day out in the cold at the bottom of, a, of an off-ramp. Right. My I'm, joke was the, a little different. Right. Oh, oh. <laughs> Frank's better than me, everybody, <laughs> just so you know. What? No, that's not what I'm saying. <laughs> Dan. <laughs> God. Anywho, that's what we're getting at, people. Yeah. Is, uh, you know, you, there are better places for your money to go than somebody's religion. Yeah. It, no matter no matter how much. Because that's what it is. They're they passing do. the plate. It's just in public. Yeah. You know? And, okay, yeah, the cause might be, you know, a soup kitchen or a thrift store or whatever but it's still like it's still supporting it's what they do right right and so uh, and uh, and part of what they do is part of this belief crap that is no good mm-hmm. and why not just support some atheist cause yeah or, you know? or 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 not specifically an atheist cause but a cause that's not associated with a religion right sure i think i so i i encourage all of you to really think about how you're going to give uh, remembering that there's a donate button on our webpage. <laughs> but no, think about how you're going to give this ding, this ding, Christmas ding, season. Ding. And uh, and yeah, maybe that's how, how you should celebrate your Christmas is to really put some thought into where your money, where your giving money is going to go. Mm. I find that a nice thought. Hmm. That's a nice thought, Dan. Yeah, that's what I just said. That, that your thought was nice. <laughs> well, if we're idiots and you need to tell us about it, you can you can let us know a number of ways. You could send us an email at podcast at thinkgodometheist.com. You could. You could go on the Facebook page. That's facebook.com slash TGI Atheist. And very publicly post on our wall. Yeah, post, on a, post a picture of you in your, in your shirts. Everybody should be doing this. I love it. Thanks, thing. And you could also leave us a voicemail. At 424-666-8442. We'd like to thank the Red Rock Hot Club for, for the, the use of their music. It's fancy. We, we like it. We enjoy it. It's fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that's another one, Dan. Yeah. Yeah. We'll, uh, we will talk to you guys soon. Next week is a big one for us. Two years. Two years. Two we mark years. two years next week. For kind so, of crazy. So All right. If we make it there, we'll, we'll talk to you then. <sighs> or we could just stop now. <laughs> <laughs> we'll decide that later. <laughs> anyway, in the meantime, thanks everybody. Bye bye.